Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. That's right, boys and girls. You know what time it is. You know where you are. In case you don't, this is Tyler Chef. I am the host of the Cashflow Guys Podcast. And let's go ahead and get after it. How about we? Episode 232. Man, goodness, that kind of wears me out a little bit. I've been doing this for 232 consecutive weeks. Frankly, I can't even sit there and think to myself how long that's been. My goodness. Anyway, those of you math nerds, you can figure that out and drop me an email, infocashflowguys.com. Let me know. Just kidding. You don't have to email me that. I can do the calculations myself. How y'all doing this week? Well, they say that the coronavirus thing has passed us. Maybe you listen to this episode a couple of years from now and giggling that I even mentioned it on the episode. Maybe it becomes a non-issue, whatever it may be. When we see situations like this, what we also trigger is different other events that will have an impact on how we do our business. A lot of us are thinking one way or the other, whether the the market, I know I hate using that word, the market, but the market, there are shifts in the marketplace. People's attitudes have changed. They're, people are scared. Some folks think there's blood in the streets. Other folks think we're just getting started. Some people think that buying gold is the best thing in the world. Other people think buying precious metals is a colossal waste of time. Doesn't really matter which one applies to you, but the first question I have for you is, what's your money doing? Now, I talked to a gentleman in our Cashflow Guys community, he's got his move his money moving out there. And what I like about him is he, we, I don't necessarily agree with all of his investment strategies, but I'm sure he probably doesn't agree with all of mine. So what we'll find on Facebook is a lot of times people will judge others as if their idea is the only way. Well, I got news for you. When you fall into that trap, you fall also along with that, fall into ignorance. And we got to try our best, especially times like now, to avoid making irrational decisions, to avoid getting on board with what the rest of the train is doing. When you're out there doing deals or thinking about doing deals or thinking about investing in somebody else's deal or creating your own and taking on investment capital, the first thing you do is develop what you feel is an acceptable criteria and you need to stick to it. This episode is going to be a lot about that. It's going to be, here's what happens when buyers and sellers both get nervous. We start doing business based on emotion. I'll tell you, the answer to the question, what happens when buyers and sellers both get nervous? I'll tell you, properties get sold. Here's what I'm seeing right now in our local marketplace. Now, people say that doesn't apply here. I get it because what happens in the Tampa Bay real estate market doesn't necessarily happen in Buffalo, New York or Ottumwa, Iowa or Seattle or LA. doesn't matter. Everything's a little different. And all of this, and this is what I want you to understand, whether buyers or sellers or however somebody acts, based is based on their interpretation of current events. There are some folks on one camp that talk about, you don't, you shouldn't have to social distance. Other people are like, oh, my God, if I got to spend another 15 minutes with my kids, I'm going to make them go missing. I want to go to the bar. I want to go to the, the beach and strap on my bikini. Not me, Tyler. You wouldn't want to see me in a bikini. Maybe some of you would, you twisted suckers. But anyway, <laughs> everybody's got different impressions about what's going on right now, which is going to spur different reactions as far as the investment community. So the first question I have for you is, is this a buyer's market or a seller's market? You guys have listened to me for any length of time know that I'm not a big believer in putting a label on a marketplace because each individual asset class is different. Uh, each individual investor identity is different. People look Look at returns in different ways. There are people saying, ha, you should have you guys shouldn't have invested in class A apartments. I'm not talking about me, but I'm talking about people who are making fun of Grant Cardone and Rod Khalif and other folks like that that are buying A class assets. I'm pretty sure I can be public about this when I say these guys are surrounded by experts. Okay. If something goes haywire, that's one thing, but they're not out there just making knee-jerk reactions, right? They're making calculated, educated decisions. Both of these guys, by the way, have had their ass handed to them more than once in the in the past. And what happens when you invest your way through a recession, as they have, as I have, is you pick up new skills. You see, they call them seminars, right? You pick up new ways of looking at things. But I can tell you that everybody who's a serious player in this business, in this 
marketplace right now, whether it be single family, mobile home parks, I don't care, parking lots, office space, whatever. The folks that are going to win are the people that have stayed the course before, have already gone through this and have some experience. And those who choose to follow the folks that have been through this, who choose to pay attention to how other people react when they're being calm. Now, you will see investors out there in the marketplace that are freaking the hell out. You'll see other investors in the marketplace that are kind of even keel. And then you'll see those that are just buying because they think they're at the bottom of the market and they got to get it before the next person gets it. This is why in the mail Mailbox Money Course, which if you're interested, you go to mailboxmoneycourse.com. It's my flagship product. It'll teach you everything you need to know. Just talked to one of my students the other day or today, actually, I take that back, who's going through it right now and he's absolutely blown away. And yeah, you're damn right I'm bragging because I put my heart, blood, sweat, and tears into that and I'm giving it to you for under 800 bucks. That's pretty amazing. And you get to do some calls with me and whatnot. I digress. I will say this. I will say, or I regress, I'll say mailboxmoneycourse.com, mailboxmoneycourse.com. What I'm seeing right now in the marketplace is sellers are accepting lower offers, thinking that buyers are having a hard time getting lending and they damn sure better take what they can get. And what I mean by this is, let's talk about the $150,000 duplex, right? Generally speaking, a duplex that rents for, you know, between $750 to $900 a month, if you pay a $150 for it, it will not cash flow. It just won't uh, unless you pay cash for it. And then you're basically lying to yourself. I will say if you're paying cash for it, your returns would be what I would consider less than acceptable. But that's me. Right now, sellers, if, you, if they've had a property sitting on the market, they may be scared to drop the price, terrified to drop the price. But that doesn't mean that they wouldn't look seriously at any offer that comes over as long as it makes some sort of sense. And this is why it is so very important to always try to get a meeting with the seller. And if they have an agent, absolutely with their agent. Now, I know what I'm saying when I say this. I realize that a lot of agents are deeply insecure. They're terrified of ever having you meet their client. You'll steal them away. I won't get my commission, whatever. Guys, I've talked about that time and time again, a million different ways to get overcome over those objections. Okay, You've got to get good at overcoming those objections because I'm here to tell you the next 24 months is your time to shine. This is your time to get amazing deals. Sellers, this is your time to get top dollar. This is about all you got, boys and girls. So if you have property you want to unload, now is your time. Make it easy to sell or easy to buy rather. Make it easy on people. Think about accepting terms. Yes, I know you just bought a flip property and gosh, you just got to pay back the hard money lender. If you need help learning how to structure one of these deals, book a call with me. Go to cashflowguys.com forward slash book Tyler. We'll get on the phone. I'll talk you through the process. It's not rocket science. I cover all this, by the way, in the mailbox money course at mailboxmoneycourse.com. So get over there, hold the trigger and no, there's no extra $50 million uh, bonus club, buyer's club. Uh, you can invest with my money course afterwards. It's 800 bucks, guys, 800 bucks to get all the information you need to get financially free and do deals. There, I'm off my soapbox. Probably for the whole episode, maybe not. Anyway, buyers are, or sellers are making decisions trying to predict what buyers are thinking. So leverage that. Think about how you can you can capitalize on that. This means when you drive by something and you see, oh my gosh, $250,000 for a duplex that rents for 500 a month, they must be crazy. Okay, maybe they're a little crazy. Make the offer anyway. Find out why they're selling. Find out what they're gonna do with the capital when they're done selling. Why is that important to you? Because if they don't need $250,000 cash tomorrow, which most people don't unless they're drug runners, then it reasons dictates that they may consider other arrangements. Don't call them and say, well, you take seller financing because nobody ever says yes to that question unless they're a, a sophisticated investor. Anybody with a brain that's a real estate investor be like, hell yeah, I'll take terms. You got to understand that you're dealing a lot of times with a homeowner. They don't have an investor brain. They don't think like an investor. They don't see the upsides. So you have to take time to educate them on the upsides. Okay. I'm seeing this happen all over the place. Sellers are thinking that they're hearing rumblings all over the place that there's a market crash coming. We're heading towards a recession. It's all over the news. Now guys, I don't have a crystal ball, but logic would dictate that, yeah, 
we're going to see some uncomfortable changes coming up in the next 12 to 24 months that may last a while. You can call it a recession, which by the way, a recession is defined as, I believe it's two terms of negative GDP growth or quarters, two quarters of negative GDP growth. That's gross domestic product. You can track that yourself. If we have a negative growth this quarter and we have a negative growth next quarter, guess what? That's called a recession in the third quarter. So just pay attention to what's going on and you'll figure out if we're in a recession or not. You don't have to depend on CNN or Fox to tell you that. You can do your own research. Market crashes basically mean that either banks or investors stop putting money in the market and or, and this could all, this can be all of the above, people decide that, well, hell, I'm not buying now. It's, be, it's too crazy to buy right now. Either one could apply, kids. I hate to tell you, either one could apply. So what do we do? Considering we cannot control what others do, think, or say, how about we focus on the numbers, if the numbers make sense? And we try to keep our speculation at bay, which means flippers, if you're going to continue to flip houses during this process, I'd get much more aggressive when you're negotiating. You can't take those skinny deals, guys. Those of you that are still doing 70% of ARV minus repairs, and you're quoting your own repairs, even though you're not a contractor, y'all going to get your PP slap. That's going to happen. You're going to lose money, and you're going to lose big. The smart people that are still flipping, well, not all people that flip are smart, but the, <laughs> there are a few people out there that are very educated at, at flipping, and they can do very well for themselves in these times. But these are the people that know can nail what a rehab costs within reason. Nobody can get it perfect every time. But these are the people that really have a true understanding of what the rehab will cost. They will go out and get an appraisal before they buy their property. They will work with an appraiser that's got a clue. They will go hire a licensed real estate broker that is a rock star to sell their property because they want an expert marketer. And I've never met any, ever, any real estate investor, flipper who's swinging a hammer and hauling trash and buying paint at Home Depot, who also just happens to be an expert marketer. So quit being an idiot and hire a realtor that's an expert marketer. Now, that said, granted, there's a lot of idiot realtors out there that have no clue what they're doing in marketing. Their idea of marketing is a glamour shot or some bimbo in a bikini on Instagram holding a for sale sign. That's not marketing, guys, although it does capture people's attention. Obviously, I just thought of it. That said, go bring it, surround yourself with a team of experts and help them or help help have them help you crush it. Just make sure you pay them well. That's all. Now, understand that the sellers are still pricing these properties high because they're afraid of dropping them too low and undercutting themselves. They're really waiting for you. It's like being the pretty girl to dance. All the sellers are the pretty girl to dance. And the ugly guy's over there thinking to himself, I should ask that girl to dance, but she's way too hot for me. You buyers are thinking, I should ask that seller if he wants to sell her property or she wants to sell her property, but I wouldn't want to upset them. Well, how about you just go over and have a conversation with the girl anyway? Hey, how you doing? Not go over there and go, Hey, baby, you go over there and go, hey, how you doing? My name's Tyler. Tell me about you. And boy, next thing you know, she starts talking all about herself. That's how I got my wife. And she doesn't even like to talk about herself, but I got her talking about herself. And she realized that I was interested in what she had to say because she's a pretty smart and classy chick. So the more she talked, I asked her questions about herself without sounding like a drill sergeant or an interrogator, the more comfortable she became with me. A couple of years later, I had the honor of marrying her and the rest is history. So there we go. So it works in real estate, boys and girls works really, really well. Buyers are nervous also because interest rates are lower than ever and they know damn well that if they don't move quick, they're going to get beat out by the next buyer because even though the mortgage is in, mortgage industry is in crisis, they're still giving out money, right? The government's handing out money. Everybody's handing out money. There's money everywhere. Money lining the streets. It's amazing to me that people are still going out and getting these unsecured fund and blow type accounts when you can borrow money legitimately, not having to use a credit card, easier than ever in history. Even in the middle of a mortgage crisis, it's unbelievable believable to me how that's the case. So what happens is, oh my gosh, rates are low. I'm going to miss out. Rates are going to go higher when we hit a reception. They're going to stop lending. I'm going to go out and buy a deal right now. So they'll go out and buy anything just to buy something. This is why I'm not a huge fan of 1031 exchanges. Because in a 1031 exchange, you have a very limited time point or time period to make a decision on a property. I'm going to buy that one and then close on it. Well, if it takes a while to get that and you get your back against the wall and you've already sold your other property, people go out and do bad deals to avoid paying the taxes when they sold a good deal. And that doesn't make good sense, guys. It 
doesn't make good sense. So I would find a CPA, somebody like one of Mark Kohler's firms or something like that, who has a clue. So a, a CPA that asks a lot of questions, a CPA that is polite, asks you lots of questions, learns about your situation, and then gives practical advice based on the information from the questions they asked you. Somebody who actually listens to your situation, understands how you earn your money, what you're going to do with the property over a long period of time. That person, a counselor, can sit down and help you put together a tax plan that makes sense. So you don't have to worry about capital gains as much because you can see the whole picture. Guys, this is what it comes down to asking questions and getting good answers. Now, remember, in 2008, the housing crisis, in the 2008 housing crisis, buyers were not panicking. Not at all, because back then the lenders weren't lending anyway. So the buyers were buying when they were able to, but they weren't in a hellfired rush because it was all doom and gloom. The sellers, on the other hand, they were freaking the hell out. So when the sellers freaked the hell out, well, that's a good thing. Sellers back then did not know if they were ever going to be able to sell their home at a fair price because, man, the media back then did a great job with doom and gloom. See, right now they're blowing smoke up your skirt. But back then it was like, oh, yeah, the world's coming to an end. We're going to turn into a shithole. We're all going to die. It's going to suck. Everybody's unemployed. It was the news was ten times worse then as you know, I remember anyway as far as housing goes than it is now. Different, maybe it's a different administration. I don't know what the difference is. The bottom line is people's attitudes are different. Buyers were like, yeah, whatever, man. Sellers are like, oh my god, hot potato. I got to get rid of this thing. What this equated to is that sellers, in my opinion, overreacted, dumped and ran. You've heard me say a hundred times. I don't believe it's possible to lose money in the stock market. I mean, not even a stock guy, but you can't really lose money in the stock market provided you have control over what you buy and that you don't sell when it goes down or if the company doesn't run out of business. That's really it. Either you, you don't sell, as long as you don't sell when the market goes down, when the price goes down and the company doesn't go out of business, you can't lose money. Yeah, you may have to wait 20 years to get your money back, but you're not going to lose money. And I know you could lose buying power. You could lose this. You could lose that. But boys and girls understand this. How successful you are in putting a deal together really comes down to your ability to find out information from the other party and then use that information to help yourself in to get a great deal. Guys, that can't happen if you don't ever talk to the other party. This is why I'm not a huge fan of investors chasing down deals from realtors because realtors generally will not let you talk to their client unless you get good at talking through realtors and getting the ability to sit down with them and their client. So if you want to ask yourself the next thing that you need to learn as a real estate investor, I'd say that because if you're going to consider, if you're not going to do any marketing, you refuse to get your own seller leads, you're only going to take the low hanging fruit or what you perceive to be low hanging fruit. Well, you're going to have to deal with these sellers and their agents and their agents in the ear going, don't let it go too cheap. Don't let it go too cheap. How do you fix this? Well, you learn how to market guys. You absolutely learn how to market. And when buyers and sellers both get nervous and you're a buyer, then this is where you need to take a step back, regroup, reevaluate your buying criteria, and then go have good conversations. You want to learn how to do this whole thing, guys. All you got to do is go to mailboxmoneycourse.com. Mailboxmoneycourse.com. I'm going to give it all to you. 12 weeks of training that will blow your mind. Everybody that's taken it has given me rock solid feedback. Frankly, I think I should raise the price maybe take payments, whatever. But bottom line is now's your chance to pull the trigger. You need to get this done. If you get stuck, you have some questions, get on the phone with me, go to cashflowguys.com forward slash ask Tyler, reach out. Let's have a conversation. And let's get you on the right track towards getting financially free, guys. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up right there. I want to tell you, reiterate that this too shall pass. These times will pass. It may get uncomfortable. It may hurt a little bit for a while. A lot of you are going to have regret. You didn't pull triggers. You didn't take action. You were scared, whatever. I get it. Totally get it. I've missed lots of opportunities in my life over fear. But one thing I did vow to do is to, when it really stung that fear of messing out or when I missed out over it, didn't become fear anymore. I just missed out. I promised myself I would never do it again. The minute I made that decision, 11 months later, I escaped the rat race and retired in my 40s. Never had to go back and work again. Guys, got to get out there and take some action. Catch up with you next week.
This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas so you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.